Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Connecting with Can, a podcast dedicated to sharing Kuwaiti Network's experiences on working with migrant workers. I'm your host, Sahed Tracy, and on today's podcast, we have Abby White and Murray Rousseau, and we'll be talking about capacity building, the importance of social media presence. Hi, Abby, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Abby White, and I'm an intern with Kuwait Aid Network. I've been with the organization since May of 2022, and I'm super happy to be the communications and outreach coordinator. So that means that I work in kind of all things communications, including managing social media profiles and things like that. And I'm super happy to be here today to talk about kind of all of that. Hi, I'm Mary. I've also worked with CAN for four months um, as an intern, and I am the legal coordinator at CAN. I've been doing a lot of work that has to do with capacity building and legal policies and creating contracts and things like that, as well as I've also been working on the social media side of things. Fantastic. It's so nice to have you guys here. So let's start with a pretty general question uh, to the both of you. What does the process of setting up a social media presence sort of look like? And were there any challenges that you faced in this process? Yeah, so I can get started on this. Um, So it was originally kind of assigned to me to um, start up kind of a new social media campaign, um, make a fresh new presence on canned social media. Um, So it's definitely Um, a more kind of complex process than it might seem. Um, The first kind of thing that like I want to highlight is that branding is super important. And that was something I didn't really realize off the bat. Um, I don't really come from a huge history of graphic design and social media management. So it was definitely a little bit of a challenge kind of figuring that out. Um, But overall, basically, like my first step was kind of to make sure that we had something that said can. (laughs) So something that involved um, kind of all of can's colors, different designs that kind of suit can's um, mission and like personality as an organization and making sure that's kind of within every post we make. So for our organization, I just kind of made sure that like all images and all colors and everything being posted were pretty cohesive. Obviously, things can be a bit different here and there, but um, I think it's important to make sure things look very professional and crisp. So that was definitely um, a really important kind of learning thing for me, figuring out that. Um, Another thing here that I think is super important is connecting with other people. Um, So For me, that kind of meant going through our different social media channels and interacting with and following with different organizations, um, different businesses, et cetera, that do similar work to CAN. So anyone assisting with maybe food aid or human rights or um, just kind of different regional context things. So other organizations located in the Gulf or Kuwait and just making sure we are building those connections with other organizations. Um, So maybe we can work together in the future. And if not, at least we have that built. Um, So yeah, I don't know if Mary, you have anything to add here? I was just going to say sort of to add on to what Abby said about like sort of making something that seems very can-like, if that makes sense. So I also think another thing that Abby's done very well because she's created it and everyone else that's been working on social media has sort of continued to go with it is the theme. Like there was an established theme of how the posters are going to look, you know, that that's like the way we're going to format things. And I think keeping that consistent is also really nice with the social media presence, because I think 
a big thing about social media is making things look aesthetically pleasing while you're giving important information. And I think if you stick with a theme, especially as a company, a corporation, or a non-for-profit organization, you can just really create a stronger social media presence and like a more can-like tailored presence by creating a theme that sort of goes throughout everything you do. I also think an important thing is, like Abby said, reaching out to other organizations and following other organizations, because developing an actual presence, meaning that you have a lot of followers and a lot of people viewing the things you post, is really important with social media, because that's how you're going to reach people. Sometimes uh, people decide to invest in like ads on social media campaigns, seeing how many people would see this post or this ad on Instagram. I know you can do those on Facebook as well, I'm sure on Twitter and other things. Um, I definitely think trying to build up a follower account can be a challenge. However, we were lucky that when we started working on the social media, Can already had a couple thousand followers, but it's definitely um, a work of ours to try to get that follower account even more elevated because that way we can be reaching more people our posts can be seen and um, more people will even be aware that this organization exists and the work that it does and the issues that it is bringing to light so I definitely think those are some good things to focus on that's fantastic yeah I agree establishing a social media presence is very important in terms of trying to sort of make the company well known and Abby you talked about branding and you know, um, having everything appear to be cohesive. Why else is having a social media good for a not-for-profit? Like, what does it do that might not, um, I guess, get accomplished without one? Yeah, so um, especially, I think it's becoming more and more relevant in today's day and age, um, just because it seems as if virtually everyone has a social media account, um, every business, every organization, things like that. So it's kind of a secondary source of like legitimacy, I would say. Um, and having a strong presence on social media also, again, like assists with having an organization be more well-known. Um, it's something a little less formal than having a website um, or flyers or things like that. So it's a very casual way for people to kind of get a feel for what the organization is like. Um, having this presence is really important, especially in like the competitive world of nonprofits sometimes. And it really assists with outreach and awareness and just like making sure that our external image is known and like people are aware of what we're doing. Um, and yeah, so like just making sure kind of it's out there. People know that we exist. People know what we're doing. People know that we're present. And social media, I think, is just a better way to kind of get to know an organization personally rather than just looking at something through words on a website. So, yeah, I think it's really unique and really important. I just wanted to jump in and say I also think a big thing with social media is being able to reach a younger audience. And as everyone always says, you know, the like young people are the future. They are the future generation. So I think it's important to make people aware of the issues that are in today's in today's world and to see to allow them to be able to work towards a solution and or creating some relief for these issues. And they wouldn't know about these issues if we didn't inform them and might as well go through their main source of news. I know that a lot of times young people get most of their news and information from um, the internet, specifically social media, like Abby, Abby said, um, 
it's sort of legitimacy, but also, you know, there is fake information out there, but we're trying to provide a true resource to people to be well-informed. And I also think it's definitely a good way to reach younger people. Also, people our age were young. So people our age could become more aware of these issues that CAN is trying to help um, help provide relief for. And I think that it's definitely good to reach as many audiences as you can. And also having a social media presence, it just allows you to reach more people. Even if you're not specifically targeting a younger generation, you can reach all sorts of different generations all across the board by using social media because people from all sorts of different walks of life are using social media. Whereas, you know, if you decided you wanted to maybe post an article about our organization in the New York Times, the only people who would see it are the people who subscribe to the New York Times, which are most likely people who are older and um, probably American because it's New York Times, I don't know. But you know, it's it's a nice way to reach everyone globally, but also through generations. Yeah, I agree. It's very important to have a sort of target audience for your um, for your organization and then sort of targeting your branding and, you know, your social media posts towards them. And I, I understand that the sort of audience is, like Mary said, sort of the younger generation. But I do understand that um, the audience might also be sort of like stakeholders or funders or just like general organizations, governments um, that might be willing to provide donations and or just support the cause. So my question is, why isn't it a good idea to commodify migrant workers' stories? Because while outreach and awareness is important, you know, some people might think that sort of showing migrant workers doing their occupations, like building a building or as a domestic worker might get more attention. Why isn't it actually a good idea to sort of commodify their stories? Yeah, I can jump ahead on this. So um, obviously, like as a nonprofit organization, you want to build awareness and reach people and explain what we're doing and show that we're kind of doing worthwhile work. And another big thing with that is um, kind of requesting funding or requesting assistance with maybe volunteering or donations and things like that, um, considering that this is nonprofit run and that is a large part of our organization is like donations and receiving assistance from other people. But it really should be done in a way that isn't exploiting any kind of vulnerable group or their stories. Um, with our organization, we're often working with people who are in difficult situations, um, just experiencing issues. And um, here at CAN, we really um, are against using these kind of experiences that people are having to gain more attention and funding. Um, it's important to deal with people as exactly that, just people as human beings experiencing something. And I know personally that, um, you know, if I had to, if I was reaching out to an organization to request assistance with an issue that was kind of important to me or really affecting me, I wouldn't want my story or my photo published um, as a way for other people to kind of like request funding from me and kind of using me as a pawn, um, I guess you could say, in a competition for funding. Um, so we really strive to just make sure like our social media is about informing people, educating people about issues that exist, educating people on how that they can help and things like that. Um, and not so much exploiting people and showing other people's stories and 
um, again, just commodifying that kind of stuff. There's a lot of different ways that you can search for funding or you can educate people without taking individual people's personal confidential information and sharing it with others. So, yeah, I don't know, Mary, if you'd like to add anything here, I don't know if I explained that well enough, but I was just going to add, like, I would like what Abby's saying, you know, you don't want to take advantage of somebody's hardship to benefit your own organization, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to use their hardship to your advantage. I think that's that's very unfair. You don't want people to give our organization more attention just because we are using this spokesperson who has had this hardship. That's clearly taking advantage of them. So we definitely don't want to go that route. I also think looking at this from like a legal perspective, it definitely commodifying stories like this could create a legal issue because, for example, for the person that it was information you're sharing, maybe they could get in trouble for sharing those stories. And now you have publicly shared them and put their name on it. So that could cause some legal issues with them in terms of like maybe residency or um, they could get them arrested depending on what they said and what country you're in. So that could be a legal issue as well as we could get in trouble for sharing their stories because, you know, they could pursue legal action saying, oh, I didn't give you permission to share that kind of thing, which I also think um, because a lot of times in these kind of situations, there's no written consent of, oh, I consent that you can share my story and things like that. So it could definitely pose a legal issue from both sides. And I think that's another thing that um, organizations want to avoid. You don't want unnecessary legal bills and legal battles, as well as you don't want to cause hardship for people when you, all you're trying to do is help people and create a better quality of life for lots of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the goal for social media, be it for an organization, for a business, even just a personal account, it's to inform people about what's going on in your life and nothing more. And if what's going on in your life is working for a not-for-profit and building awareness and receiving help, then it should only be done in a way that, you know, doesn't exploit vulnerable groups and should only be done to inform people and nothing more. Because like both of you said, they are vulnerable populations and we, our goal is to simply assist them by providing food aid or legal aid or whatever we can so that they can thrive and live you know a comfortable life in the future and us commodifying their stories makes it difficult for them to be able to live that sort of life um but thank you so much for coming on today's episode of the podcast i really appreciated your comments um and your answers to these questions and just explaining why it's so important to have a social media and how to be careful when uh, creating one As for you guys in the audience, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode of Connecting with Cam. We hope you're having a wonderful day and we'll see you next week. Stay connected.